You're listening to Once, episode 269, Heartless Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Aaron, And I think we speak for all of the fans of Once Upon a Time after we've seen this episode when we say... <laughs> Such a good episode. Wow. What do you think? I don't know if I can do this podcast. <laughs> Oh, it was man. a very good episode. It was so good. And then I saw you say in chat that it was an Espensode. Yes. So that makes sense. Oh, yeah. She rocks. Yeah. The episodes that Jane Espenson writes and the ones we've invented that term Espensode about a year ago, I think. But just watching this episode, I started thinking this has got to be a Jane Espensode. Uh, and sure enough, it was. And oh, such a good episode. The dialogue so good. The storyline so good. The twists and turns so good. The feels, the, the pain, the tears. Just so good. So good. <laughs> I think my notes are all just like exclamations. Like <laughs> Ruth, Lassie, opening credit trees. <laughs> a lot of all caps. Oh, boy. Boy, so we're going to try and do this episode at least some justice if if we've not already done it all the justice it deserves because such a good episode. But these are our initial reactions. We will be digging into this episode more in depth in our upcoming full discussion. We want your feedback for that. So go to the show notes for this episode at onespodcast.com slash 269 and contact us with your theories for especially the, the kicker of this episode, let us know what you think is going to happen, your theories on other things about this episode. All of our contact information is there in the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 269, and we'll try to incorporate that into our upcoming full discussion on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern over at oncepodcast.com slash live. So for what stands out about this, oh man, that ending, let's just jump straight there. What did you think of that, Erin? By the time the ending rolled around, I had kind of figured out what was going to happen or I had a theory about what was going to happen because of how the evil queen worded what she said when she put the hearts back in. Mm. And so I literally wrote in my notes, the kiss is going to kill him. The kiss is going to kill him. The kiss is going to kill him. And it kind of did because she said Snow was going to have to live alone, not Charming, which meant that it was going to be Charming who was ultimately going to die, not Snow. But um, yeah, kudos to the evil queen. This is a good one. Well, I thought it was going to be something like when Snow wakes up, she wouldn't love David anymore. or She would be this vicious monster. Or as soon as evil queen started talking about how uh, she basically wasn't going to kill Snow and Charming, I thought, oh, no, she's going to pollute their hearts, give it back to them and make them tear yourselves apart. <laughs> but no, that's not the way it went. I mean, this direction that they took it, well, first of all, brilliant writing. The, the, it makes perfect sense that the, the sleeping curse affects both of them 
and they can't both be awake at the same time. It's just this endless cycle that they can wake each other up, but they both can't be awake together anymore. Yeah. And then I, I literally wrote, can't someone else just break the curse on both hearts? Meaning somebody like Emma or Henry who loves them both because we've learned that true love is not always romantic. And I don't know if that's the direction they're eventually going to go in, but I'm sure that we're going to have to deal with this for at least a, you know, a little while, a couple of episodes, at least until they figure it out. Yeah, I'm sure they'll figure it out. <laughs> So at least we know that the River of the Lost Souls is not going to destroy the town. So, or at least it seems because Evil not Queen yet. got what she wanted. But uh, this, oh man, I mean, just so brilliant writing, such a vicious move for Evil Queen and a, an amazing thing to happen. And, and from the beginning of this episode, when Snow and Charming had that moment together with the, the little sampling there from True Love, as soon as I saw that in the beautiful montage, or maybe it was even earlier in the episode, I thought, oh no, they're going to die. <laughs> because that's what happens when they start getting all uh, memorializing season one kind of stuff, reminding us of stuff from season one. And oh, wow, the way that they cut the things together the editing of this episode where they split back and forth between season one things and this, that also just part of what makes this episode so good. <laughs> it was good. And I was actually just talking about this earlier this week with a friend who was like, we were kind of bonding over the fact that neither one of us really understand when fans get so into a show that they like, hate the writers for writing a specific thing because I'm like it's their plot it's their characters and I was just saying there was a tweet shared by Shonda Rhimes who writes for Grey's Anatomy and she basically was responding to some people that said she didn't want her characters to be happy and she said guys when my characters are happy that means the show's done because that's not a drama right like if everyone's happy in the show there's nothing else to write about so I just was thinking about that and I was like, Snow and Charming have been happy for a really long time. Like there's been no kind of like separation between them for quite a while on the show. So it's about time that she kind of ups the antics and <laughs> tears them apart again. <laughs> they haven't had to use that line for at least a season and a half. <laughs> I will always find you. Yeah, and this time it worked nicely, I think. I thought Snow was going to be somewhere completely different, like in some other world, and this would become like the new bell in the box sort of thing. Like, where is Snow now? We have to travel between these different realms to try and find her. Where did Evil Queen hide her? No, she's just somewhere else there in Storybrooke. Yeah, and I'm glad they didn't do that because there's a lot of other stuff going on. I don't think they need to bring jumping worlds just now into it they've they've been there done that quite quite a bit so yeah this is way more interesting and you know who makes our podcast very way more interesting <laughs> it is our wonderful heroes who keep the podcast going episode after episode thank you so much for your kind support we really could not do this podcast without you because there are many expenses to hosting the podcast to making the podcast work for doing things like we were able recently to buy a mic stand 
for Aaron so she didn't have to act like the hunchback of Notre Dame bending over this tiny little puny little mic stand. Look up the ATR2100 USB microphone and you'll see that the mic stand that comes with it is literally about four inches tall. And Aaron has posted pictures before of her having to stack it on top of phone books or other things, some other large boxes and stuff, so she could get the microphone up to a somewhat comfortable position. Well, we were able to remedy that recently. With your wonderful support, we got a mic stand for her, and Jacqueline now has one as well. So now it allows them to put the microphone exactly where they need it so they can podcast more comfortably and have better conversations. It's stuff like that. Those are ways that you are heroes for the podcast. So for this episode, I'd like to thank our heroes who supported this episode. Lisa Slack, another Lisa. I got to come up with some way to differentiate her. Lisa 2, Lisa number 2, Lisa Jr., I don't know. And also David (laughs) Newland and our 26 heroes on Patreon. Thank you very much for your support of the podcast. You are a hero truly to the podcast. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If you haven't had the opportunity yet to be a hero to the podcast, and you want to hear your name mentioned in a podcast episode as well, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero. Thank you very much for your support. We truly could not do this without you. Oncepodcast.com slash hero. Now, on the, the side of the beauty of Snow and Charming's relationship, the other side of that is... Well, I, don't, I, I can't really say it's ugliness, but I also can't call it beauty. It was just so well written. I can say that. But the relationship between Rumpel and Belle and that conversation that they had, oh, that was so good too. Yeah. Belle had so many good lines in that. I was just like, mic drop. Like after every word she said, it was like, mic drop. Like she just... <laughs> She did, she had great delivery and I'm glad to see that I'm glad to see that side of her when it comes to this relationship because she has been quite lukewarm and wishy-washy for far too long. Now it makes more sense how you know in with the last episode of Once Upon a Time everything about that episode seemed like Evil Queen had intended Belle to see Evil Queen making out with Rumple and it looked like that's the direction the episode was going to go. I really think that's the way they originally scripted it until Jane Espenson said, wait a minute, I'm planning to do something a little bit different on my episode. Can we do a little twist instead? And so it it set that whole thing up. Uh, But I think that also set up this fantastic conversation. And one of the quotations I was able to write down was, you want your son's love. Don't take it. Be worthy of it. And Amazing. And Rumpel's response, what if I fail? And he said other things too, and we'll dig into it in more detail in our full discussion. But I think this could be the thing that starts to turn Rumpel around. For him to realize that the fear of failure is causing more damage than trying and failing along the way of trying and doing the right thing. Yeah. And her response, like being afraid of failing isn't evil. It's just too weak to be good. That's so true. Like I, I just, mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, I do feel like we saw, we've seen glimmers of it before, but for sure, like humanity in him during the end of that conversation. Mm-hmm. So I hope it is a turning point. 
And it, their relationship from the episode Skin Deep, which to this day is the favorite episode for many oncers. I ask that question frequently on Twitter from our At Once podcast account. And Skin Deep is the most common response for the favorite episode from all of Once Upon a Time. And the relationship had such a beautiful beginning, such a beautiful progression in many ways, but then such a horrible darkness in it. And I'd love to see them turn that around. I'd love to see Rumpel really turn things around. Even if he can't repair the relationship, for him to turn around to realize that it's a failure to be the coward that he has been, to rely on his magic and and do what he's been doing in order to try to control the situation. And speaking of turning things around... I was a bit worried, even though I knew this was an episode. I was a bit worried with seeing how it looked like they were setting up Charming and Snow to have met before they met. And I thought, oh, man, that would just really ruin their beautiful meeting, even though Hook and Emma already almost ruined it. They did certainly change it around a little bit. But I thought it was really clever the way that they tied that in with everything. And uh, got to see Ruth again, too, along the way. Ruth. Yeah, she's so good. She plays a good mom. I um, I was definitely very critical at the beginning. I'm like, what is going on? Where does this fit in the timeline? Why is Snow wearing white? She doesn't wear white until after they take the kingdom. And I was all, <laughs> I was very critical. And I didn't know it was an episode at that time. But it they, they worked it beautifully. And... Um, I still was a little bit like, okay, so if Snow as Bailey Madison, young Snow, learned how to shoot an arrow and stick up for her kingdom, why is this version of Snow, who's, I would say, newly on the run, why is she suddenly so afraid and just running away? But maybe she just needed that little reminder that somebody believes in her, and that means she's not alone. Yeah, and I think that's what we see in looking at past episodes where it was Snow on the run before she became uh, this, this nice tracker and everything that we know of her there. I think there was that time where she was afraid. She was scared. She felt alone. And so that fear, that uh, fight or flight instinct, she was doing the flight instinct. I know technically there are other instincts there. Uh, but <laughs> And this is more of that turning point. So we get to see what kind of knocked her back into her senses to become what we know of her as Bandit Snow. And I love that little nod to the fact that she knew of a nobleman that she would be able to rob from, <laughs> and he's right on the other side of the door. And you know what? Just the way that was shot with the two sides of the door thing where you can see both sides as they're talking to each other but haven't seen each other, don't know who each other are, that also was shot brilliantly. I think the only other time they've done something like that was back when Regina locked herself in the mayor's office and Emma came to the outside of the door and was talking to Regina through the door and that whole development between their relationship. I'm going to guess that may have also been an episode. I don't remember exactly what episode that was at the moment. We'll probably dig into that more. It was more. a Frozen episode for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because we talked about how it was similar to Anna and Elsa in Frozen leaning on the opposite sides of the door when their parents died. Yeah. The other thing I really liked seeing in this was seeing Hook and Emma really 
work together. Like that moment in the vault with Emma's hand started shaking the way that Hook came over and comforted her. Here's a statement you might have imagined in season two we would never say. Guys, take a lesson from Hook here in how to comfort the woman you love. But the way they work through it together and his little storytelling, so precious. Oh, just go oh, this episode. So good. It's funny because this episode, for whatever reason, reminded me a lot of Queen of Hearts, which is probably one of my top five episodes for sure, if not, you know, top three. And I don't really know why. I don't know if it was just because there was a lot of feelings in that episode as well. And there was a lot in this, but to look at Hook and Emma and where they've come from that episode, which was an interesting turning point in their relationship as well. It just goes to show how how much both characters have grown, both of them, because Emma was constantly running from from the trusting him. And now she's definitely put pretty much all her trust in him mm-hmm. and in herself. So this episode, so good. And there's a lot more that we can <laughs> dig into and we'll dig into in our upcoming full discussions on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern over at oncepodcast.com slash live. And please send us your feedback and theories from this episode. Go to the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 269 for our contact information over there, our email, our 24-7 phone line, or you can send a voice message through the website. That's also where you can go to share this episode out with your friends and enjoy Once Upon a Time with them. Maybe you have those friends who are saying, ah, I gave up on Once Upon a Time a while back. Well, show them this episode and then send them to <laughs> oncepodcast.com slash 269. It's the best way, really, that you can support the podcast is to get someone else listening to it. Please connect with us on Twitter at oncepodcast and connect with each of us individually. I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at the Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Aaron on Twitter at Aaron J. Cruz. We'll be back for our upcoming full discussion on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time at oncepodcast.com slash live. And until next time, do you want to beat the rush and hand over those hearts now? And thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our heroes for supporting this episode of the podcast. If you would like to be an amazing hero too, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support.